Well, today I'm going to give a little bit of a different message, if you will. And it's going to be kind of a buffer message to get us into a new series. And I'll tell you what that new series is at the end of the message, but you will start seeing the threads woven together. Um, God is speaking to his church, and he's speaking loud and clearly. Yesterday, we had a meeting, a prayer time, here at the church with all of our life group leaders and some of our key prayer warriors and those who have a real call to pray. And we just spent an hour together praying. And in that moment of prayer, God had began to speak to us. And I want to share with you, I think it's really important that you also hear what the Lord is speaking to us and to his church. And so uh, I'm going to do that today. But before we go there, I just want to share with you a little bit of a, of a journey that my family took this summer. We, we had the privilege of going down the Saco River in some tubes. You'll see a picture up there. Yeah, the water levels were a little low, so we weren't like <laughs> whipping down the Saco River. But there's my kids and my niece. Um, I, we were trying to find a good picture of me in there, but I looked like a beach whale, so um, it didn't go in there. <laughs> um, and my wife, we were, so we went down the Saco River. Um, it was interesting because the, the water levels were considerably lower. You know that we're in a little bit of a, a drought time, and the banks, you saw the rocky banks, and as we're floating down, you know, the two miles that we floated down, we would hit some rocks and uh, a lot of times we would actually have to get out of our tubes and start walking down. But, that, but that, that imagery of floating down a river um, is actually in keeping with a prophetic word that was given yesterday about what the Lord is preparing his church for. And so in this vision, a prophetic vision, um, there was a uh, river, much like the Saco River, that was uh, not a rushing stream, but it was a trickle. But then uh, the vision goes that it, the tributaries began to open up and began to flood this river, probably much like the Saco River in the springtime. If anybody has seen that, I'm sure, and I've seen how the rocks are shaped and formed by the power and the strength of that river. Well, that river is, is a river that is actually representative of God's spirit that is going to be um, released and, and flowing. And in many ways, it is that same spirit that actually flows out of us. The scripture says that out of us would come streams or rivers of living water that would change everything that comes in its path. That would change everything that comes in its path. If you've seen any uh, mighty rushing waters, right, you just know that if you're in a tube, you're going for a ride. <laughs> if you try to fight it, guess what? You get uh, taken under or you get pushed along. And we're feeling like this is the season that God is actually preparing his church. So I'm going to break these, these things of what took place in an hour-long prayer time and people sharing what God is saying and, and praying it out. And I'm going to break it into three categories. First is the current reality. The current reality. Second is uh, the theme and the symbol of a mask. And we're all so familiar with a mask today. I was dropping my 
um, son off at school this week, and it was so surreal. It was apocalyptic in, in my vision because here I am dropping him off, and here are mask teachers wearing blue gloves and little kids coming out of their cars all masked up. And it's like, where are we living? <laughs> and what times are we living in? And, and so there's some symbolic things about a mask that we're going to talk about. And then lastly, what lies ahead? And I think we want to know what lies ahead. The great thing about the Spirit of God, and God is one, He's alive, He's active, and we are the, the people of God, we are his church, and, and he doesn't want to keep us guessing. He actually wants to speak to us and prepare us for what lies ahead. It's a really critical time for us, the people of God, and I'm, and I'm going to call us that because I think sometimes when we say the church, we think of a building, we think of pastors, we think of, and, and I want you to understand that you and I are the church, we are God's people. We follow Jesus, he's our savior, we elevate him, but we are a community of believers, the church. So first and foremost, I want to know that that God is saying that this is a season of preparation. This is a, uh, a preparing season. And so like anything, to be prepared, you have to be attentive, you have to be aware, and you have to then do something so an expectant mom, um, does she, she just has, you know, is pregnant and doesn't do anything until her day she gives birth? <laughs> no, there's preparation. She's got to buy clothes and they've got to get a room ready, a bassinet, and they've got to figure out all these things for a new arrival of something new. And the same way with the Spirit of God, he's saying, He's preparing us, but that means we've got to be ready. So the preparation is found in this way. And again, these are, this is what God has been speaking to us. So what I'm delivering are not my thoughts. I believe that they were originated from God and prayed out yesterday. But the preparation is found in Christian community, in a Christian family, and that's why it's more important than ever to find a Christian community that you're a part of. And this is why we put such a, a, a huge emphasis on life groups. It's not to say, hey, I've checked the box of I'm, I've done the discipleship pathway. I've done this group. I've done that group. And it really is to be in community with one another where there's love, care, there's accountability, there's um, compassion. They, there's a family where you do life together. It's really hard, whether you're online or whether in this room today, really hard to be a close-knit family just by coming into a service and leaving. But God is saying in this time, you're going to need a Christian community to be a part of, to be able to take this large deluge of the stream that's coming in. And I'm going to give you some imagery to that in a moment as well. But if you're at college and you're watching online, I know we have some college people watching online if you are just watching online, you need to find a Christian community to be a part of. It is critical. Well, the other thing about this, this river, though, is, is we realized the season where we were kind of in a drought, right? You could see the rocky banks of the river, uh, looking at the Saco River, that kind of imagery, the exposed rocks in the river, and it kind of feels like, hey, not much is happening. We're going awfully slow, and it, 
we bump into some rocks and COVID times seems like we're bumping into a bunch of rocks, right? But there's going to be a, come a time where you're not even going to be able to stand in this river any longer. It is going to be rushing and it is going to be taking us somewhere, but we have to be, pre- be prepared. We have to be prepared. So number one thing I want you to understand is God's preparing us, but it's going to happen in Christian community. So you have to ask yourselves, what group am I a part of? And honestly, for me, it doesn't matter what group you're part of. It doesn't even matter if it's a part of this church. If you are connected with other people of faith and that's you're saying, you know what, at lunchtime at work, there's other faith people that that we are going to gather together at lunchtime and pray together. Or we're going to do, to me, it's not about this family, although God's placed you here. So that's our primary place that God has orchestrated that time and place for you. But the reality is, is he's going to say community, Christian community is critical. If you're trying to do this alone, I want to give you a big warning sign. I believe the Lord is telling us to to be cautious if you're trying to do it alone. Um, It's not going to be safe, put it that way. I want to jump to the next theme. So, so our current reality is God's preparing us. You need, to, you need to find a Christian community to be a part of. Number two, the theme and the symbol of the mask. So the enemy is trying to silence the people of God as symbolized as everyone being masked. Now, I'm not going to go into whether or not we should be wearing masks or not wearing masks. I think, you know, it's the reality that we live in. But I think, but I think there's some symbol, symbolism in this that we need to be very attuned to. The interesting thing that uh, the mask represents, how many people have had, you know, it's just, it's super easy to understand somebody when they're wearing a mask, right? It's, it's very difficult. And I think for too long that the church has been not so clear, the church, the people of God, the community of believers has not been so clear on the gospel message, this message of who Jesus is. And I think the enemy has stepped up and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to even make it more difficult by having you put on a mask. And you're going to really hear whatever he's saying very well, right? But he's saying, don't let this mask begin to squelch your voice. It is a time to rise up and speak. Amen. Speak of who Jesus is. God is saying it's time, the, the clear word that kept being repeated over and over again yesterday was it's time to take the mask off, symbolically, symbolically. It's time to take the mask off because when the mask comes off, guess what? There's freedom, there's healing, and by the way, there's no more pretending when we take the mask off. See, when we're in Christian community, the other part of this is it's going to be critical that we are real and honest with each other. It's not a season to be wearing a mask. If you've got challenges, if you've got brokenness, if you've got pain, you've got hangups, it's time to let them come to the light, not for your shame, not for your embarrassment, but for your healing and for your freedom. And when the mask can come off and when there's safety in your Christian community, in your group, then they realize that, that when we get free, then that freedom spills out And our life becomes a message that people see. And we're proclaiming the word of God through our actions, not just through our words. But I want to be clear on this. 
This is not a time for just friendship evangelism. This is not a time of like, I'm going to live my life and hopefully they might see something different in my life. That's good. They should be seeing something different. We are to be salt and light, right? So they should be. But if we're not proclaiming the word of God, if we're not proclaiming who Jesus is, we're going to hamper the opportunities that God has put before us. The season that we're in is that he is gathering people to himself, that he's bringing in this harvest and and he's using people like you and I to do that. And so it means that we've got to be clear on who Jesus is and we have to proclaim it. But a part of that means we have to be honest. Do you realize that I'm still a work in progress? You probably realize that very well. (laughs) And I've got stuff inside of me that God's still working on. Garbage stuff. But you know what? That doesn't diminish who Jesus is and his authority in my life and my desire to pursue him with all my heart, with all my mind and with all my strength. And in that reality is it's like, but see, that's why I need a savior. Because if I could perfect my life, why would I need a savior? But we need a savior because guess what? We don't do a great job with our life. And, and he comes and forgives us. And he puts us on a path and he gives us his word. And he knows how to set us free and bring us to places of freedom. So it's time for Christians to remove the mask that has been muffling the truth. It's time to be bold, to clearly proclaim Jesus, his message of salvation, his message of forgiveness, of sins, only through Jesus Christ. See, God never intended there to be a veil. Never intended there to be a veil. We know that and we see that because when Jesus went to the cross, what tore in half? A veil. He never wanted there to be separation between God and man. Always a closeness. Always a connection. And the way that we connect people is inviting them into our lives and inviting them into our community. And I think sometimes we feel like we've got to get them saved before they can come and be a part of us. And I would say, can you just love people and and ask them to be a part of your life? Ask them to be a part of your Christian community and they'll begin to see of saying, this is what the family of God looks like. They love each other through their messes and they know how to forgive each other and they know how to contend for unity and they know how to encourage each other and build each other up. I want to be a part of that. Like, how do I I know this God who loves me and, and you get to share with them who Jesus is? The next thing is, is talking about the mask. The other part that came up was, uh, there is a mask for you to wear though. There is a mask for you to wear. When you're flying, um, and thankfully it's never happened to me, but they tell us about it. Uh, when you lose cabin pressure, you need to wear a mask, right? A mask drops down, put it on the children first. No, actually put it on yourself first so you don't die, so you can't help your kids, right? <laughs> um, and in many ways, that mask represents, though, because that's life, right? That oxygen is the pneuma, the breath of God. 
See, uh, the word that was given to us yesterday is that God is breathing fresh. He's breathing his breath upon his children and his church. And it's the very thing that gives life. The very thing that gives life. When God breathed on Adam and Eve, it was the very thing that brought life to them. And we need to realize that we need to be in places and in, in, in a posture where God can breathe life into us. But not only breathe life into us, but then we also say, hey, here's a mask. Let God breathe life into you. Pneuma, the breath of God that gives us life, that produces this living water. Uh, we're going to have notes put up um, on, on our website of this message. Every week, there's like study notes that are put there. So all of these references have scripture embedded in them. So I'm very aware that I haven't actually gone through scripture by scripture here for this. But I want to let you know that whenever God speaks to us, it has to line up with the word of God. That's how you know if it's true. It has to line up with the word of God. So you want to go onto the website, go under uh, sermons, and you'll be able to click on this in the next day or two and get all the scriptures that are found in this. Lastly is we need to understand that this water that is coming, this rush of water is, is going to be the living water that produces life. Scripture talks about how besides the streams, right, there's trees that will produce fruit and all year round and this life that is given. And there's scripture talks about that this living water that, that gushes in from us and from our hearts to others and it affects everybody around us. And so I want you to be in a place to be able to receive this water that, that God is doing. So the pneuma, the breath of God, and then the spirit of God represented by the water living water. Okay, then what lies ahead? What lies ahead? The word that was so clearly spoken about this is this. What was is not what is, and what is is not what's to come. Did you catch that? So what was, and I would say for the life of this church, so, and I would also say your life, what was, is not what is, it's not what's currently here today, and what is, is not what is to come. So in other words, God is doing something new. He's preparing us to do something new. So what is the new? I think the new is it's going to be a season of, of courage and a boldness to talk about Jesus. We sang about that today. The courage and the boldness to talk about Jesus the nerve of people who want to text me during my message here this morning. My apologies. And for those of you who are watching, I know you do this. You, you give me some text messages while you're watching saying, hey, good point, Pastor Mark. I just didn't put it on silence yet here today. So, God wants us to speak about Jesus. It's a time to perform prophetically proclaim. When I say prophetically proclaim, it's not, it's not saying that I've got to be just a prophet. I, you have to start declaring who Jesus is. That's prophetically proclaiming. Understand who Jesus is and start declaring it and you're now a prophet. 
the spirit of prophecy. When you start seeing somebody who's really struggling, speak words of life over them, not words of death or like, uh, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, it's probably not going to work out so great for you. No, speak, speak words of life. God is in control. God has good plans for you. Jesus wants to be in the middle of that situation with you. That's the spirit of prophecy. Can I pray with you? And can I pray with power and boldness that, that we want to declare and we want to see God move in your life and move in your situation? It builds faith. Not just for faith, but puts Jesus on the throne. Because as we rise up Jesus, we talked about this today, as we proclaim who Jesus is, now our focus is on who Jesus is. Others will come. Others will come. So as this what lies ahead, there's going to be this gushing of water. But we realize it's going to be this. It's not going to be by our might. It's not going to be by our power, but it's going to be by the Spirit of God. See, this is something that we don't need to conjure up. This is not something that we need to force to make happen. God is going to be doing something, but we need to be prepared for what he's going to do. And we realize that it's going to be his power that this happens. By the way, I just want to jump up there to the streams of living water. I, I believe in this culture, in this time today, there's so much hate, isn't there? You have the fires out in California and out the West Coast, and, and the word that was given to us on that one is, is the love of the living water that comes through Jesus Christ, that flows through us, is actually going to extinguish the fires of hate. So you want to get rid of hate in our world today? Be so in love with Jesus that as you walk around and as you encounter hate, hate is put out by the love of Jesus. Okay. So this leads me into our next series. Our next series is going to be on prayer. And I'll tell you why. Because if we are going to be in tuned to with, with what God is doing, we need to be connected to God. Jesus says, I only do what I see and hear the Father in heaven doing. Jesus is their model. Jesus teaches us how to pray. But we're going to do a message on warfare prayer. What is that? How do we do that? Healing prayer. What is that? How do we do that? Um, also, how do we get our orders from God? How do we hear God's voice? And then intercessory prayer. What is that? Um, what does that look like? Along with that, the whole month of October, the whole month of October, every single night of the week from what time to what time? Six to seven. Six to seven this building's going to be open for corporate prayer. We feel like God is calling us into a place of prayer. We feel like God is calling us to hear his voice and to be able to respond to what he's saying to us. So that's what's coming ahead. I want to close with this last image for you. So in the Saco River, um, we didn't have a lot of experience. We didn't do that before, and it was a lot of fun, and I'm adventurous, and the thought of me just having to link arms with other tubes was not so adventurous for me, so I didn't do that, and everybody else wanted to be in a big circle and connect. But there were some groups that 
that they were floating down and, and they were a big circle, all facing each other, all tied in. And in the middle of it was their coolers and it looked a lot of fun. But occasionally they would find somebody that they knew and they would open the group and let somebody else back in and their, and their size would get bigger. But you know, a, a, a group like that, eight, 10, 12 people all on those tubes, all hitched in together, is a pretty safe group. When the, that, those waters would decide to rush, they would have had no problems at all. But an individual would have a trouble navigating and getting down the, the currents of the river. The other part of that, which was, which was a great image for me, is this idea that, yes, they're all tied together, they're safe, but, but when they see somebody who's looking to join the group, they open the group and say, come in, tie in with us. I think that's the season that we're in. You need to be in a group but your group always has to be open to find the one straggler that's coming along and say, hey, join our group and you knit them in and you tie them in because they need it. For the rushing waters that are going to come, we need to be tied together. We need to be connected together, but we're not so tied in that we can't open our, our circle up and say, come join us, come join us. It's not going to be safe to doing it alone. That, that's the warning the Lord is giving us. It's not safe to be doing it alone. Because as the rushing waters come and as God's spirit moves, guess what? Who also is wanting to rush in and wanting to move? Satan, the enemy. He knows his end. He knows that he is going to spend eternity in torment, and he wants to take as many people as he can. We have an enemy. He is like a lion looking, you know, prowling around, looking whom he would devour. Another reason why you can't do it alone. And I'm talking about Christians doing it alone. I'm also talking about those who don't know the Lord doing it alone. You need to be in community. Christian community. And then you need to keep your Christian community open to grab the stragglers and say, come join us. And the safety in those numbers. There's protection in those numbers. And you can ride the wave of what God's spirit is doing when you're in that group, when you're in that community. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.